What is happening, world? Welcome to another episode of Ran Out Loud. Um, thank you guys for listening to my season four premiere. Um, I got a lot of feedback from that episode. Um, which is dope. Which is so dope. I um, I record these episodes, and I think who the fuck is listening to me rant and ramble and just talk, you know? But I people listen and I appreciate the listens. Um, I don't take it for granted. And it's just dope to know that there's people that can relate to whatever I'm going, you know, what I'm going to going to going to going through. And I'm forever grateful to those who are faithful listeners. Um, yeah. So since that episode, things are happening. Um, some dope appearances are 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 coming are in the works uh i released my headshots you know i'm just trying to i'm trying to elevate 2022 i just want to be the best version of myself i want to put my be my true authentic self uh hoping for opportunities where i can expose um new artists uh any any way I can, pod, fellow my fellow podcasters, any way I can speak um, someone else's name in a room that I'm in, I'm going to do that. I am going to do that. I don't have much of a following. I don't have that power yet, um, but I am trying to build that. You know, you think of uh, the friend zone, the read, getting grown, JNXD, you know, they have that is like, I call them like a. They have, what does Fran call it? The ecosystem. Their ecosystem. I am working on that my own um, of my my that I consider my podcast fan, my family, um, and even in a, from an artist aspect, people that I listen to. Um, you know, I've shared my black queer, black queer and talented po- uh, podcast uh, playlist from Apple Music. It features all of the artists that I I black queer artists that I love. I'm trying to make sure I capture a feel for everyone that is on that playlist so you can be exposed to to that to to them artists. Like everybody deserves time to shine. Everybody deserves to win. And that is just my end goal. My end goal um to do that, to have that. And as long as I have this space, this safe space for Black queer creatives, Ryan out loud. Anybody's welcome. Um, submit your music. Let me listen to a song. Refer. You have a friend that is a you know that is trying to get their music out. Black queer artists get their music out. Send them my way. I'm not. I'm no nobody. I'm nobody yet. <laughs> but if I can, you know, put them into the right, put them in, the, point them in the right direction, send their songs to the right people, share it on social media. You never know who's listening. You never know people. You never know. So I just want to be that. And again, I owe all of this transit, this transition of Ryan out loud into a safe space for Black queer creators to my favorite Stevie Derek. Shout out to Stevie. He always shows love. He always he's always there any just little random question you see him on the timeline sharing nothing but love it's nothing but love and he's a beacon he's a 
he, he I don't know if he knows it yet, but he is such a major influence in that atmosphere of the you know with the black queer community, the indie his indie artist spotlight work uh, him podcast such a dope dope individual. I love calling him my friend. Um, yes, shout out to Stevie Derry. And I won't keep y'all any longer. We're going to get into this week's episode. This was supposed to happen weeks ago. This was supposed to be the season four premiere. Um, Drew Coleman, who plays Jamal from For the Boys, one of my favorite web series. That's the next voice you will hear. And I'm not going to hold y'all any longer. Let's get into it. Let's get into it, y'all. All right, y'all, welcome back to Ryan Out Loud. I am here, and this is round two. Ew. Round two, okay. This was supposed to happen. Actually, it happened. It did happen. It just didn't it sound did. like it. was a lovely conversation. And it was. And it was. And But first of all, ladies and gentlemen, Drew Coleman. Woo! I'm just kidding. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Not even. Hi, y'all. How we doing? Standing ovation, okay. Um, Drew Coleman is one of the stars of my favorite. Like when I tell y'all I stand this um web series, uh like it's so relatable, it's just hilarious, and it's just it's just beautiful to see black queer men on our screen as the main characters, no no longer the side characters. And the web series I'm talking about, y'all, because I can go off track. It's for the boys, and you play Jamal. I do play Jamal Bryant, and for the boys, no relation to Jamal Bryant from Real Housewives of Potomac. It's not that at all. I don't know that man. Brian, and I never knew that. Yes. So, um, fun fact about the show: all of us, our last names are each other's real last names, just moved around. So, Saeed's last name is Coleman because my last name is Coleman, and then oh, yeah, uh, uh, not Chandler. Jeez, Anthony's last name is Walker because. Um, Lamont's last name is Walker, and then my last name is Bryant because Chandler. Uh, Jamal's last name is Bryant because um, Chandler's last name is Bryant. So that's how we got. That's a fun fact. That's okay. I love that. That's cool. Pretty cool. Really cool. First of all, how are you again? But how are you? I'm doing okay. You know, it was a long week, but um, ultimately a good one. Um, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. I saw, um, I actually saw Lamont last night in MJ for the second time. I saw your footage. He looked great. He was incredible as always. Um, he is, if y'all, if y'all live in New York or if y'all get a chance, just come up to New York and see MJ, see these beautiful people on stage, um, telling a really beautiful story and, and in a really interesting way. It's, it's, it's definitely going for the best musical Tony. I found out last because I was talking about the interview with one of my a couple of my friends I was out with last night, and well, he one of them he's a dancer, and he actually hosts his own podcast as well. And he was like, "Yeah," he said, "I went to he went because Lamont went to Point Park. I didn't know that here in Pittsburgh. I didn't know that." And um, he was like, "Yeah." Did he say they went to school together? They danced together? I 
last night was last night. So I remember. All right. Last night was last night for me too. <laughs> what? And I, we was just talking. I was like, oh my God, he is like so beautiful, you know, like, and so talented. And I was like, I saw your, you know, so I was like, I think he's on live, you know, on Broadway, you know, Broadway with uh, the Michael, is, what is it? Is it called the Michael Jackson? Called MJ. MJ. Okay, got you. That's that is it's just how funny how this you know small this world can be sometimes. Yeah, That's I think the further I progress and like dig in the industry, like the more it's like, oh, I know him, I worked with him, which is like which is how I like it, you know. Yes. Like yes, here in auditions in New York, especially like auditions, well, back when we had, you know, the whole cattle calls and everything, and everyone went to the place and auditioned all together in line, they would be like it's like family reunions. It's like cookouts, especially Black people. We just see each other and we love on each other. It's so good to see you. How are you doing? Like, let's get food after this. It's all, it's very sweet. So yeah, it's, I always love like making those connections because it's so fun because I'm going to see you again and now I know you. Now you know? I know you. So it makes it even better. So explain to me. So let's just talk about who leading up to before we dig deep into For the Boys Let's talk about who, who, who introduced yourself? Who is Drew Coleman? Oh, geez. Uh, well, I was born on a Tuesday night in Washington, D.C. I think it was a Tuesday. No, I'm, I was born I was on a Tuesday. Tuesday. Really? In Washington, I, D.C. And were you born in D.C.? I was. Oh, my God. So what part? I was, I'm born in Southeast. I, can't, not, I don't I remember. Know. It was a women's hospital that's closed now. Okay. Shut down. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember, to be honest. Right on. No, um, no, but I'm from DC. My whole family's from DMV. Like, same. Well, my dad's side. Yeah, both my parents' sides, like the DMV area. Um, my family's accents are a lot thicker than mine. I moved four. Um, we moved to North Carolina. I was four. Um, and I started. I mean, I guess the performing aspect. I was always that kid who, like, I wasn't really into going outside. I don't want to go outside and play. I want to like watch tv i want to watch movies i want to watch the power rangers i want to listen to this song and write down all the lyrics and and, and make all my cousins and, and my sister like come up with the dance like that's what i want to do um so i knew from a young age that i wanted to perform i started singing before i started acting and then i found acting and that i mean i still love to sing i still am involved in musical theater like my whole like professional career besides for the boys and maybe two plays have been all musical theater or live performance like in terms of singing and music so um and I remember when you tweeted about that about yeah or two ago and I was like I remember you mentioning it mentioning it when we did the first interview yeah. and then I really I was like sing yeah oh yeah I don't oh. post a lot of me like singing I guess now because the opportunities haven't really like come up for that I've been spending like keep posting for the boys and like you, what'd you say I said, keep posting it. Keep posting it. Uh, I, I totally will. I you promise I'll post more like of me singing because I do. I love to sing. And I I can sing. and I love my voice and everything like that. So that sounds conceited. Um, As you should be. Hype. Listen. Uh, one no, thing I'm crying out loud. I will always say, hype your talk <laughs> your shit. Okay. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. That's where I got my start, which is was singing in musical theater, and then I, um, uh, went to college for acting um and when I was in high school my teacher was like you know you can like I think like you can do this like you can do this profession I was like really okay so I worked really really hard and you know got recruited uh, at North Carolina A&T State University I think they saw me the first time I was like 16 or 17 and they knew I was going there and I was like no I'm not and I ended up going there and 
it was really difficult for years, but I learned so much about myself as a young man, a black man, a queer man, um, an artist, an actor, um, a black actor, which I, I feel like at some point I used to be like, I don't want to like, you know, I'm an actor, I'm not a black actor, actor, I'm an actor. No, I'm an actor who is black and my choices that I make uh, reflect that blackness. And yeah. I think that's really important, you know, when, when we see a lot of um, characters, um, I don't know, let's, what's a character? I don't freaking know. I'm trying to think of somebody who I've played and like normally white people play. That hasn't happened to me. Normally I play the blacks. Um, okay. Let's say not yet. Change that. Not yet. Not yet, team. Not yet. Um, but yeah, like I think, I think that going to A&T really taught me so much about myself. I really, really learned so much about my blackness. I, I kind of grew up feeling like, I, my friends in high school were like, oh, you were always like very, very black. And I was like, I didn't see it. I didn't feel it. You know, like I felt kind of like an outsider a little bit. And I went to an HBCU and I didn't want to go. And my teacher was like, my teacher in high school, my mentor, Willie O. Jordan, who I owe so much to, I need to, I just, I, I love him so much. He was like, you'll be surprised. You'd be surprised how many black people you meet who are just like you. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, no, that's not going to happen. I went to a and and it took some time. But when I opened myself up to the campus and the culture of the school and just like why I was there, I met people who maybe didn't speak like me, but who were like me on the inside. Yeah. Um, who were you know, people who, like, young men who were sensitive and loving and caring and, and funny and, and all these things, like, and even if they weren't, I learned in school that, like, my Black is okay, and that helped me, like, really sit into my Blackness and lean into my culture and all that kind of stuff in a way that maybe I didn't really know how to when I was in grade school, but I'm so grateful for those four years. People say that college is the best four years of your life, and I said, I sure hope not, um, because it was really, really hard, that's what and, you said, yeah. Yeah, but, but I think they're for the most um, important years of my life, I will say, but definitely yeah, not. I like that, that better. And, and, and it's not to say that I didn't have a good time, you know, but anyway, I learned so much there. I graduated in 2016. I just knew I was going to move to New York, but I was broke as a joke. And, you know, our school didn't have a showcase. So I kind of was just like on my own. And I um, didn't, uh, I didn't get any summer work that year, which is fine. Um, I went home. I got a job at Starbucks and I said, I'm just going to work, work, work and move to New York. And I worked so hard for a very long time um, around. I did a show when I was in Raleigh and then around um, October, um, I had my first audition in New York City um, for a contract that was uh, at, at a theater in um, Indiana and I booked it. And um, I had like this long ass year in 2017, just like work, 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 work. Um, it was so lovely just going from theater to theater and learning and growing and I moved to New York um that following year and I was there I was here <laughs> for a few months and I left because I got some work and then I something happened I couldn't come back and then I ended up coming back uh, I ended up doing some more work and then I um came back at the top of like 2019 or something like that I was only here for a few months life happened um I I I kind of uh just a lot of personal mental health things were going on and I, I decided sure. to take a step back and head home because um, I, I had already had work for the summer and you know I was going in for Hamilton at the time so it was like all this stuff was happening for like two years yeah and I but I you know I made the best decision for me I left the city and I didn't come back for a while because I booked you know I did Shrek and then I 
immediately, kind of immediately. Actually, I was supposed to go, this is a long story. I was supposed, to, but I'm gonna make it short. We were supposed to, I was supposed to go back to New York to keep going in for this show, um, but there was a storm and my flight got canceled and I was so sad. And they were like, we'll call you back before, you, after Labor Day. But between that time and Labor Day, I booked a cruise ship. So when they called me back, I said, I'm sorry, I can't. Like I have to go where the money is because my main goal is like, we gotta get back to New York. So yeah, I did my cruise ship and then COVID happened. Um, around the time where I was uh, 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 not auditioning, but like around the time I booked my cruise ship, I had always known who Ellis and Makai were. Um, Shout out to Ellis and Makai. Ellis Dawson and Makai Lee, um, the, the lovely creators and writers and directors of For the Boys. Um, I want to show that to them. I love them. Yes, I love them very much. Um, they kind of like I, I just knew who they were in the ether you know Makai mm -hmm. and I from the same state Ellis I just knew about I knew he was this like really good photographer I knew he was photographer. his pictures are fucking exactly. and, like we became friends because whenever people would ask like black people be like oh who should take my pictures I would always just suggest Ellis because even though I hadn't had my pictures taken I had friends who did and I loved his work on yeah. black side so um through that we ended up just becoming friends. He was like, hey, I think I owe you money because like you <laughs> have suggested so many people to like come get pictures taken. I was like, I just love your work. And we became, became really good friends, best friends. Um, um, and then around the time we were just like, you know, just becoming friends, he, I was on my ship and then we got stuck on the ship. I feel like, I don't, I feel like you knew about like me being stuck on the cruise ship. So during that time, Ellis had told me, hey, I wrote a show. I would love you to read it. Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay um and I did and through and then we got quarantined and I was like on the ship like alone and he would just like send me more scripts and be like you know what do you think about this and this and this and I was like oh my god like I have to be a part of this I'll hold the boom I will get you guys coffee like I just need to be a part of it and he was now like, did you read for a different part no at, at the time I was just reading it he just reading to read for it it was like, just a friend sending just a friend sending his friend his script okay Exactly. And then at some point he was like, no, I want you to read for Jamal. And I was like, okay. oh, uh, yeah, I would also like that. So I got off the ship <laughs> and I took a couple of weeks to myself and he was like, all right, I'm ready to like get your tapes in. And I was like, yeah. So I set myself up. I FaceTimed my friend. We did my tape um, a few weeks, not a few weeks go by, maybe a week and a half. I forgot. Anyway, um, I'm supposed to do this like chemistry thing with a couple other people. Um, but Ellis called me, I think it's like two o'clock in the morning or something. And I'm up because whatever. And he was like, hey, don't worry about that call. That Don't worry about that, like um, that chemistry. And I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, we canceled it. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. He's like, because you got the part. And I was like, what? No, stop playing with me, like whatever. Um, <laughs> then it's been like an, a crazy whirlwind. It seems like, so much has happened in such a small amount of time. Like the three of us met for the first time. I mean, I'd met uh, Lamont on a separate occasion, but like the three of us came together for the first time. Actually, all six of us, Ellis, Makai, me, Chandler, Lamont, and Elijah, Ellis's brother who plays um, Isaiah, we all came together for the very first time in Winston-Salem shooting the promos that y'all ended up seeing, um, just those like 15, 20 second promos that, that we shot. Like that was the first time we were all together. Oh, wow. Because... Hmm. It really gives me 
like that's I asked you that before and it gave it, I thought you all knew each other like the friendship dynamic you know like on screen it just looks like okay they are really friends in l- real life yeah. I mean now you are right I mean now yes. they're, they're, but, my, they're my sisters my brothers my, my my babies now I love them all so much but we didn't we didn't really know each other too well before before we met each other to shoot the promos and that's when I knew that this was divine I just I was like this is like this is really really big this is going to be really important and things just started rolling out like all of a sudden you know we had a we had a shooting schedule and I had to fly to New York and I was there for a month in the midst of the pandemic and I had a COVID scare and it's just all this stuff but we got it done and you know I moved here um a few months after we finished filming I moved at the end of February so if we finished filming in like December I moved at the end of February so okay. actually on a year and a, and a week what's today oh a week and a day will be a year since I moved to New York City wow how is how like yeah the, it's been a, for I want to say from watching the series right and yeah. seeing the reaction on social 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 media for me, I love to see it, like everybody catching on Monday nights when it was airing, you know, the hashtag or, you know, tagging the official, you know, Twitter page for the boys. Like how did you know? Did you know after you filmed, like before you got, because you guys filmed the first, what, three episodes, four episodes, right? Yeah. Did you know at any point during the filming, you like, y'all we're about to like black twitter black gay twitter is about to explode did you know did you have a feeling um okay i had a feeling we all had a feeling that it was going to be something big i remember if i'm not mistaken yeah yana yana came over um yana plays um v okay the the lesbian couple yana plays v um i remember she came over and we were all hanging out i remember she was just like this show is protected we were all sitting around it was like we we had wrapped it was my birthday but we had wrapped and we were all sitting around talking and she was like this show is so protected and I think that is when we finished filming that day I was like okay this is this is insane like this is about to be I think it's about to be big I did not realize how big I didn't realize it would give over 500,000 views I didn't realize it would give Coleman Domingo now wants to be a producer. That's I what I know. I got that circled right here. Like give all that. I didn't think it would give like people in my DMs saying the most beautiful things about you know body positivity and, and and seeing themselves being seen through all through all the characters. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't think there'd be so much Jamal supporters and people who you know grew up thick and sensitive and artistic and 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 goofy and all the things that I kind of felt were um things that I was kind of ashamed of at, and, and like struggled a little bit with being ashamed of those things like being ashamed of how sensitive I am and like all that kind of stuff but um I really it is really such a blessing to be able for all of us to be able to be um these vessels through which we can tell a story that relate that that so many people in our community specifically can relate to they can turn the show on and see themselves in some kind of way and that is just a blessing. That is what ignited me to have you. I knew I, I, I well, I had Ellis and Mikhail on this show last yeah. year when mm-hmm. the series was about to 
drop, like completely premiere. I think right. it premiered the same week or the same day. I can't remember. But, um, and then I didn't even realize that we had already followed each other. Yes, yes, we had. Because y'all, y'all, if y'all don't follow Ryan on Twitter, he's so funny. Like, <sighs> I be cackling. Oh my God, you're so funny. And his favorite gift is Michelle Williams, like looking confused at some award show. She's very, right. I don't know what y'all did to her that day, but leave Tanitra alone. Okay. First of all, yes. I thank you. No, I I didn't realize. I was like, oh wait, we follow each other. So I was like, oh my god, one of the stars follows me. Like I was just like, <laughs> you know, all we're waiting on is your verified account. You know, that's all. So I could be like, Drew Coleman follows me. You got more followers than me. We're waiting for yours. Okay. Please, I'm just the. It's my. I'm just very random. Actually, my Twitter name should be Random Ryan. And it's always the real weird, like my random tweets or my high tweets yeah. that goes viral. And I'm like, child, I try to I try to stay off of the internet when I'm toasted. I got I, I need to learn. I need to like throw my phone away, like please, because it, it just gets my brain gets to wondering. And then I tweet and I come oh, back. I'm hilarious when I'm high. So actually yeah. I, <laughs> yes, I think really <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm toasted. I really do. Like, I think it's a good time. So actually, Honestly. I'm going to jump back on there next time and talk about Do that. it. Oh, my God. We would have so much fun. I can see it. Yeah. Um, Backtrack. See, I told you I can get off track. That's okay. We got time. So backtracking, having Makai. Like, so now this is what you were supposed to be the season opener for my for the show. Yeah. I had to have you on the show because, like, myself at a point in my life being thicker yeah. Um, yeah. going through the the constant I don't want to say con yeah no I dealt with constant disappointment um a lot of like push you know being pushed to the side having to um push myself push my personality to the forefront more than like oh my you know because I was heavier so I always felt like oh I have to fight a little bit harder oh maybe they'll like my personality you know like that stuff like that but Jamal and I always I see a little bit of you know of the other characters in myself as well but it was definitely your character Jamal that hit struck a chord actually I it brought me to tears it was the moment when you were sitting there with um with Anthony, right? Anthony, yeah. Yes. God, my brain. And I was, say that again. You talking about episode ten? Yes. Hey y'all, if y'all haven't watched um the season, spoiler alert. Yes, spoiler alert ahead. Yes. But I hope everybody listening has watched Porter Boys. If not, do please put it in the description that this is gonna be some spoiler alert. There's yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to look. I'll make a note. Spoiler episode, like, cause. <laughs> but yeah. That scene right there was just like, and I felt that because I've had the moments with my friends that are attractive where I felt like they had to say that because they were my friend. I felt that even though I know they were coming literally from a genuine place because they know who I am, who just like Anthony knows who Jamal is as a person, but still. So how, like, just let's dig into that. We're going to talk about, we're going to get to the, Devin and the whole interracial thing yeah next but I probably should have started off with that first but okay getting to this getting to that point like how like tell me how you felt how you had to channel that how you had to what place what did you where did you dig 
you know, like we're, you know, actors, they say actor, because I did some acting on the side myself back in the day. All right. Come on, come on. You know, I was the, okay, side story. I could have been the male Raven Simone. Let me just put that out there. Okay. Okay. Yes, I, you can shake the shoulders. <laughs> I had the, I have, I have what it takes. Not that I had, if I tapped into it, I could still do it. But anyways, it's not about me. <laughs> um, like how to just take me down that day of filming and just how you felt, where you, what place, personal place that you had to dig deep to channel your emotions. Yeah, that day was a hard one. Um, I'm not even going to lie. The, it was supposed to just work a certain way that it did not happen. Like I thought that it was going to just, it was, it did not, like I went into the day knowing it didn't look the way I wanted it to look. And that, and I was like, okay. And I was really nervous. Um, I remember I texted Ellis, because um, Ellis, a lot of people don't know this, but during filming of the second half, Ellis ended up booking Hamilton. So he left. Seen it. Okay. Weeks left of filming and he wasn't there. Um, and I was just really nervous. And he's like, What's wrong? And I was like, blah, 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 blah. And I had my legs. I'm, I'm very like musical when it comes to like places I need to go to. Um, so I have like a lot of a lot of characters I play, I'll create a playlist for them. Um, so I have a it's like a sad boy playlist because you know, Jamal Jamal's a sad boy. And so I was listening oh, to Oh wait, my- have you ever shared that playlist? I need that playlist. Um I haven't shared so I have a I have a a, a playlist that is for when Drew is sad. I don't play it a lot because oh. I try to stay in that place. But I did listen to that a lot. But I might make one for Jamal. I think that would be, be pretty dope. I think that would be, be a lot of it'll be a lot of SZA. It'll be a you know a little uh, some Ari Lennox and Summer Walker. Um, just like sad shit. Some Sam Smith. You know, probably some Adele. And not even like that's not even just like. That's, I think Jamal would have a few playlists, but like going to that place, I definitely wanted to, I woke up knowing, I was like, okay, it's fine. We're going to do this. You know, a lot of Jamal's like heavier scenes were just saved for um, like toward the end of filming, just, just how the schedule worked out. Um, so I, I don't know. I was, the biggest thing, I was just kind of nervous. I had, I, I wanted to make sure I was like hydrated and stuff. I was like very much like in it we were filming it and then like I heard people sniffling and I was like oh okay okay but I didn't want to leave it so I just stayed in it we did a few more takes um I don't know I'm really really happy with how it came out um were you expecting the response that it got in the slightest we did a read-through with the whole cast we did all the episodes I was drunk by accident um and but but by the time we got to that part you know that's episode 10 so by the time we got there I was like I was you know I was I had calmed down a little bit but that was like really raw and just the response I got from like my fellow castmates and like crewmates and stuff like that was that was really beautiful you know I didn't expect when it came out for people to be so connected to that and then I remember my friend from high school texted me and said do you not remember when you were on my bed and you said this exact thing to me and I was like no it sounds like me sure but like I I realized that I carried and maybe still I mean I don't know I kind of I love myself but I, I say, carried I carried the fuck good okay let's New talk York. about it thank you New York's been a very lovely place for me um <laughs> at least you're not come on up listen it's already overcrowded um come <laughs> on up. um I I 
I just, there were, there were, I remember being in that place and being like, damn, like I'm not this enough or this or this. And I remember just being younger and, you know, being in college, you know, which is when I really started to like actually date, you know, the first time I fell in love was in college and, and feeling, you know, when that ended, I, I automatically like went inward and I'm like, oh, if I looked like this, you know, they'd want me if I do this, they, you know, it wouldn't have ended if, if, if I was just more of this and yeah. And, and I, I, I've struggled with that like a few times, just trying to find like love and stuff like that. Like not even trying to find it. Cause I've never been a person to look for love. I've never been that guy. Um, I don't, but when I find myself in these situations and they unfortunately, you know, don't end the way I'd like them to, um, I always go inward. I always feel like it's my fault. I'm like, you know, like who's ever going to want me again? You know, I'm all of these things, but they're not enough because I don't have a six pack because, you know, I'm not, what is, what does he say? Um, not skinny enough, not trade enough, not mask enough, just mask not enough, you know? And that was the line that got me. Cause I, I like you, like, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I've always been in that weird space where I'm not feminine enough or yeah. I'm not masculine enough. It's like, where do I fit in that category? Right. And, and, and what I, and what I hope for the boys does is let everybody who's ever felt that know that there is always a place for you. There's and that's how I felt. I was so like, it was one of those like moments at the end. And I, that's what, like I said, that's when I knew I was like, Drew has to, you had to be on the show. Um, just, I wanted to just give you your flowers for not only every episode, but for that specific episode, that time frame from the moment when you were, spoiler alert, when you were out front with Devin after hearing what he said to just that entire, to the end, it was just so, ah, it was just, that was like, I was like, give him an award, give, get you, give you Uh, your fucking Ah. Thank you very much. It's okay. like, it was just you tap. I felt, I was like, I don't know you personally. Like I said, you're my friend in my head, but I don't know you personally, but I'm just like, he tapped into something, Thank something you. deep. And I need to, I need to find out. <laughs> so Wendy Williams, I need to know, like, how you doing? You know, like. No, I, I feel you. You know, it's really, when you're going through, like when I went through what I went through in college and just other situations I'd been in, I you never really know why it's happening to you. I'm like, you know, I'd, I'd be like, what did I do? Like, what did I do wrong? What is, what is going on that I deserve to be treated like this or I don't deserve somehow love, you know, whatever it is. And then- Speak on it. And then I'm able to play a character like Jamal, someone that is the closest thing that, the, the closest thing to me that I've ever played in my life. Is that, so when you read, sorry, backtracking, when you read the script, how many episodes did you, uh, did you read? Like, like how many, like how, this, how far did the script? I read all 10. They oh, so you. But so they you, didn't, they, they went through like buku, like, like rewrites and stuff. Okay. Okay. All, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, so you knew, like, you know, obviously not knowing that you would tap, but you, that scene, you know, like between you and Anthony. I knew that. I knew that Jamal was going to end in a bad place. I knew that. How it happened, I didn't really know um, how it was gonna how it was gonna go down, but I knew that it was going to happen. And 
Ellison McCarr did such a beautiful job of, of writing it and, and just allowing Jamal to hold that space because it's kind of a long, it's a lot of words. And, you know, them just trusting the work and allowing him to kind of just go off and, and talk. And, and that's what I've, I've seen between like a lot of you guys. Like, it, I feel like nothing is not, 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 nothing, not all of it, but like it was a lot of like, um, what's the term? off script but like you know ad-libbing is that what i want to say oh, yeah, like ad-libbing yeah like it just that's why i think it looks so like i felt like i was sitting there with you guys a lot of the time like i'm on the floor in you and saeed's apartment like just yeah that's uh, you know that's how we want it to feel we want these boys to feel like your friends we want i literally will sit every monday sit in front of my because my room the way my room set up i sat down in front of my bed face glued to the tv with my wine like yeah. okay what we getting into today like what is what what is it giving today whose team whose side am i going to be on because it's a little both between saeed and um jamal uh, let me tell you something and i said this i feel like the last time we talked what i what was really surprising and those of y'all who watched it and you did this like we can fight because what was so interesting was like everybody was team jamal until episode nine and then everyone is like, oh, no, Jamal is doing too much. Again, spoiler alert, episode nine happens. Jamal has a little bit, you know, he's a few too many and starts saying some stuff that, like, maybe he shouldn't say. But, like, I think it's really interesting that the entire time it was like, oh, yeah, team Jamal, even though we, you know, I'm I'm team for the boys. I'm not team Jamal, Saeed, Anthony. I'm team for the boys. But I'm going like, to keep it safe, right? Uh, yeah okay very diplomatic you know we love oh no no hold on i gotta ryan allowed is not a messy space oh yeah a safe space but be honest whose team were you on i'm team jamal i can't play a character that i'm not what i'm yeah i i can't play a character that i don't like i think me and lamont would fight about this all the time he was like do you not see how jamal is like being an asshole in the situation i was like i do but people are assholes in life people i think jamal deserves some grace he spends the entire first season, like, at least from my perspective, because again, I'm the person playing him. So you spend, you see him spending the entire first season, like kind of getting like berated by his best friend, his brother, even, you know, about, about, he, well, first of all, he just like picks at him, but then like, then it's the white boy. And then that every time they see each other, it's just like another dick, another dick, another dick. And then alcohol happens. And it's this is how it comes out. It happens in the worst of places. He shouldn't have done it to Anthony. I'm not saying he was right. I'm saying I'm still on his team. I'm not right. saying he was right, but I'm still very much on his team. Yeah, understood. You have to be. I can't so play I, with. You can cuss, right? Okay. Yes, please. Fuck shit. This any, anyways. <laughs> um, so, yeah, first of all, episode nine. That's the episode. Like it was. Like I said, it was just one of those. Like I feel like every show or movie has the moments has a scene where you know like the dance you know like the so think of waiting to accept waiting to excel they're dancing and think of how insecure in the final season when they had the night in and they did their little you know they had their little moment when they were all dancing just the girls and y'all had that moment when you did the what about your friends are you gonna be there Uh, yeah i don't know i know the words but that was a moment and i feel like that was y'all's that was an iconic moment 
Yes, yes. No, it was really fun. I think the song we I think we did Ain't Too Proud to Beg. Oh, wait. I said the whole wrong song. That literally happens all the time. It's hard. Look at me. I don't know my songs. You think I've watched For the Boys like 10 million times and I don't know the song. Ain't Too Proud to Beg. Yes. No, it was a film and uh, Leah Leah Reed, who I believe went to school with Makai or did a show with Makai or something like that. She, um, She choreographed it um and we all just like let it sit it was a vibe yes it was such a vibe that was such a long day of filming oh my god it was was the time so how long was like so because i remember watching you know because you know you i you know followed a twitter account and uh instagram account and i remember when you guys got back to filming the last few episodes which was in like june and then you guys wrapped in like what august or july july or august we wrapped at, we wrapped July 24th. That was quick. Okay. Oh, yeah. it was a lot in a little bit of time. And I was like, I always I wanted to tag Issa and him. I was like, okay, take some notes from Porta Boys. They're back. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I think no because I love we you know. Yeah, Issa's filming locations are probably a little bit more expensive than ours. Um, Understood, but y'all look it looks like the cinematography the photo like all of that like it's just thank you it feels like it just feels like and i I, there's web series that i've watched Mm -hmm. because i always like i always crave that app you know with noah's art um left that that imprint that they you know that open door that they left uh wanting more of black queer stories yeah, being yeah. told. So I found myself always on YouTube watching series. Like I, there's some a lot of them I did like, and there were some that just I couldn't catch on to. Um, like I, the one that I loved, um, and I caught on very late was um, Love at First Night. Oh yeah, that yeah on Slate TV, yeah. Slate TV, and I was so late to the series, but it was yeah. amazing. So you know, and then that's when I found out about For the Boys afterwards. I was just like, oh my God, it is just, you guys, I feel like that um, torch has been passed to you guys from from Noah's Ark. And then the interaction that what Daryl, he, um, he. That was crazy. Like, that's another thing I didn't expect. Like Daryl Stevens, like kind of co-signing the show. And then like uh, the uh, Noah's Ark itself, like, like co-signing and uplifting our show is just so it was just monumental because it's like oh shit like we are people don't talk about this like when we're dead you know like this is a this is a moment you know truly a fucking moment like I you know because I see y'all on the timeline and I remember seeing that and I was like (laughs) that's when I so I already knew that the show was going to be something because look okay shout out to Makai and Ellis because they made me feel like an exclusive when they I got to watch the first episode before okay. it dropped on Slate TV made me feel I was just like oh my god I'm like one of them podcasters like the friend zone in the read you know like that get to see things before not really I'm just you know but it made me feel very special and honored that they trusted me to watch it and they were like what did you think and I was like y'all are on to something but that moment I saw Daryl Stevens comment co-sign Porter Boys I was like, oh, the ball is in, it's in y'all, it, the, you, the ball's in your, in for the boys court now. It was crazy. I think, I, yeah, it was just, 
I, I can't even believe, I thank God for, for just the opportunities that have come from, from people. Just, you know, you know me every time, like, and I always catch these tweets. Yeah. They're like, oh, we need something black and queer and joyful, not trauma, triggered by trauma, blah, 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 blah. And I, I agree, because that's why I'm writing a book. I'm writing my first young adult novel. Come on. Black, gay, queer. It's black, queer, and just a love story. But anyways, um, I, um, every time I see a tweet about, you know, they're like, oh, we don't have nothing to watch, blah, 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 blah. You know, this, this, and that. And I always quote, retweet it, CC for the boys. Yeah, every Always. single time, and it is so. We are so appreciative because every I know I'm, I have like I know they. I was like, whoever runs the Forty Boys Twitter, I know they'd be like, here you go Ryan again. No, 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 no. We are always, we are, we're very appreciative because people don't know how much how helpful that actually is. Like Twitter, Instagram, like social media is such a a huge. Um, um, you got your look. I'm taking mine off because look. Listen, no, yeah, the cap got the cap got to stay on so we can lay these down. I'm gonna take it off in a little bit, but my hair is long, but I just don't feel like curling it. Oh no, I'm trying to I'm trying to swim in these waves. You know, I know that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I um, social media is just such a huge. It's powerful. It's so powerful. People don't understand how. That's why every time I see somebody who like says a good thing about the show I try to like the tweet I try to interact you know I, I want people to know how appreciative all of us are because we really could not do this and couldn't make it really without because imagine the first four episodes came out and people didn't fuck with it we maybe would have we would have made the last six and it would have been over but people really really resonate with the show even people who don't really you know like some of us some of our characters or whatever like they still watch the the arguments that happen in the comments it's like it is it's I, I don't want people to fight obviously but like it's helpful it really is and that's how you know you're getting somewhere right I saw a lot of like I was live watching live, I was watching one of the episodes mm-hmm. and I was looking at the comments and I was like this is giving me like that season when Issa and uh, Molly were you know going back to back and it, it was just like a ongoing battle and I was like they get that response i love that you know like i you know it's some type of engagement right absolutely yeah that was the big the, the big thing which i guess like you got two black best friends and they're fighting so they're automatically gonna go isa and molly i think the characters are very different from isa and molly Honestly, yes i know that jamal people like like the the breakdown was like think isa d and joan clayton i think her last name is clayton yeah yeah like that mixed in one with like a little bit of like like a little bit more awkwardness, a little bit more sensitivity, and obviously a lot more queerness. That is Jamal. Um, but I don't personally. I mean, I don't know. I think I think I, I get the comparison. I do, and I appreciate it. And it's like very much like thank you so much. But we're definitely our own. I think yeah. we're doing our own like thing. I think every show you can think of has a you know Tony Tony and Joan or yes. you know like yes. So I already named two. So I'm not gonna name no more. The point is like. I get that, and and it's so. I, I think I almost think that Insecure was really really helpful with with getting more people to watch for the boys a little bit because when it came on, I remember, like when it when it went off, people were like, you know, oh, we need something like this, but black and gay, and then yes. erupted again, and I was like, oh shit, not round two or maybe round three because the first four episodes, you know, that was you know some stuff, and then the last six, and then that was some stuff, and then Insecure ended, and you know, 
we just were, were able to just garner so much support. It, to the felt, uh, it filled a very important void because like I also remember myself tweeting stuff like that. Oh, we need something because like what Issa's brother, Amal, Amal, was gay, but I'm like, oh, we want more of him. You know, like we wanted something yeah. like that. I said that to my friend, um, my friend Calvin, like we were, we were talking about Insecure and I was like, you know what? There's not like a lot of queerness on the show. And it just didn't make sense to me. But also um, I realized that like Insecure is written by a black woman for primarily black women. Yes. So if I don't see myself represented in that accurately or enough, that's not on Issa Rae because that is what the show is for. Exactly, right. I want to see myself, then maybe we need to make something. And that is did I I'm so proud. I don't wherever wherever we go, I'm so incredibly proud. It's of only show. up from here, uh, Drew. Like I and backtracking again, because I'm yeah. a I'm a uh, narrow, I'm gonna try and wrap it up. I was one of those people that thought I thought I was like, is there some type of like is Said, yeah. So I was like, is he jealous, or is it because he likes him? And not that you want to always put the main character. You all, you know, I always put them people in a relationship, right? But then at the end, I was like, okay, there's it's a brotherhood. They are right. friends, so it's like friends go through them rough patches. Right. But I back in my mind, I was like, is is it giving some type of like, yeah attract you know like I'm like is what is the door what is happening what is you know what what's going on that's what I was I was thinking I mean you're not the only one I think a lot of people were like oh look how much they're fighting they must be in love and you know to be honest we've seen that already and like also just when when it comes before the boys I think it is really important to just expect the unexpected Jamal and Saeed love each other because they are brothers they are not trying to get each other's pants they're not trying to sleep together. I think it's important to see platonic Black queer uh, friendships. friendships. And there's nothing wrong with platonic Black queer friendships developing into something that's romantic. But in this situation, we see two people who are brothers who grew up almost together and, and who went to college together and, and who are just so different, but they love each other so much. And I think they never really figured out, okay, how do I communicate with my best friend? We're just going to fight. We're just we're just gonna fight. We're gonna we're gonna go back and forth. We're gonna pick at each other and all that kind of stuff instead of sitting down and say, "Hey, I'm hurt." You know what I mean? Like sometimes, um, I think I said this to one of my friends. Sometimes when you love somebody so much, it manifests in ways that you wouldn't appreciate, like that you don't really want it to, but it happens anyway. That love will manifest in jealousy. That love will manifest in 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 um, I don't know, snarky comments. It'll manifest and just like picking at little things like, but it's love and it's, and it's, I, I, I need you. I need this from you. You know, I feel like for a lot of the second half of the first of the first season, I feel like Saeed was lashing out, but you know, he needed his friend and Jamal because this happens, gets caught up in what he has going on and is choosing himself in a way that he's never been able to. And right. is sitting enjoying his relationship, which, you know, we can get to, if you want to talk about that as well. But yeah. Like, yeah. So like, I think he was sitting in that and didn't see, oh, my friend, I think he needs me. When is the last time I asked him how he was doing or or whatever like that? And like, it's not necessarily, I don't think Jamal's in the wrong for not doing that. It's just, that's what happens because that's life. And people, you know, 
people people are on their own planes and everybody is 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 looking out for number one it doesn't mean you don't love the other person but like I'm thinking about and that's another reason why I hold space for Jamal I think about he's never been in a, a real relationship he gets in one he's being loved on all these things I mean he says it in the monologue you know I meet then I meet Devin and for a second he made me feel like none of that none of that stuff mattered none of the stuff that he didn't like about himself and that other people said was shitty about himself Devin was like I don't care about any of that you know what I mean so yeah. how do you what well no, let's get into I'm, I don't want to cut you off but let's no no no, no. come on let's dig into I'm, that right Devin, yeah this is a nice trans sequitur yeah Jamal um yeah. that really you know I the thing is or <laughs> a lot of people are like on the timeline even including myself I was like mm. yeah you know, I not I don't know. I and it's something I'm like maybe I need to go to therapy about it. I don't know, but in in interracial relationships are just not for me, right? And that's just a personal preference, you know. Like I more power to people. I have it all. It's all throughout my family. Like it's as do I, yeah. You know, I and I love them. I love my family. My mix, you know, that mixed bunch of of joy. But for me, I you know I'm like my husband is going to be a black man, okay. And, you know, but my friends, my, one of my friends like, well, do you really know? And I'm like, that's a good point. I don't know. But what I, I I'm just praying that he, he is a black man, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I, that's, that's my goal. But for how do you, when you read the script about Jamal being in a relationship with a white man and how did you feel about that? And what, you know, which, what was your thoughts around that? Especially with like how heavy we are in this especially being on twitter heavy how when we see an interracial couple we're like really you know like how you know how they do on twitter when we see queer interracial couple and it's like the timeline why can't we have our own stuff and why do they need to be involved in anything and i understand these 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 quips and claps and these questions i get it what i will say is that when i got the script and, and knew what was going on i didn't really it didn't really bother me i mean i think when we talk about the black experience um interracial dating is part of that just because it's not a part of like what 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 we are doing doesn't mean it's not happening there's a lot of things that go on in the black gay world that i don't subscribe to but that still happen and 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 that still deserve stories and that still deserve representation so what i appreciated and appreciate about our writers and about the show itself is that we don't just have a black person and a white person together we talk about it. We talk about that difficult stuff. As seen in episode six, when Jamal and Devin had this long conversation in the park where, where Jamal's like, the world is always going to see us differently. And I don't know if I'm going to have the energy to explain that to you every time. You know, like that stuff is so important to talk about. I I, I get what, where people are coming from. Um, and if you haven't seen the show, I encourage you to watch it. And just Please, how if you the- got this far in the show and you haven't watched, like just pause it, come back. Because I want y'all to see how it unfolds. We don't just, we're never going to have a white person. On the surface. In, y'all really in, did dig deep. Good surface. Everything that you see is for a reason. Every every kiss, every every argument, every outfit, it is for a specific reason. And I really do believe that we handled it pretty well. Because for me, I was like, at first I was like, oh, another interracial relationship. <laughs> Yeah. As I started to, you know, continue to watch, continue to watch, and then it got to the newer episodes. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we about to be Team Devin. You know, I was like, he kind of was 
it was revolving and then i was on his side i was like saeed chill out bro like chill the fuck out you know you know um and then i was like okay Devin, meet me outside bro like yeah you're gonna have to catch the fair one over jamal yes i'm defending a fictional character but still let's you know like you gotta see me now right absolutely. it reversed me all the way back to that opinion like damn all them white bait dang shit yeah (laughs) no like i mean like that's that's this is the thing when we see what happens between jamal and devin at the end a lot of people are confirmed and like this is why i don't do this this is why i don't date white men because they're never going to get it or they're, they're always whatever whatever that is completely valid what i will say about interracial dating and not that it's necessarily something that i particularly like subscribe to or, or have been involved in i'm not and let me that. be clear y'all let me just be very clear i do not <laughs> racial dating is not my thing however if that person is a white man or puerto rican or any other pos person of color yeah. love everybody That's, deserves that love absolutely everybody deserves love and i think that when we talk about interracial dating and like people dating like um what i love about what jamal says about devin he never brings up black men he just talks about he episode two you know like he he makes me feel safe you know it's like i can forget all the bullshit when i'm with him you know all that kind of stuff he still struggles because he's like my life is about curating a space spaces for black people existing outside the white gaze why do i still know these lines it's been a year over a year anyway the point is like the talents there is thank you but there's this internal struggle there's these things that jamal and devin are going to have to navigate because of their races and when it comes to dating outside of your race or dating in general but specifically outside of your race it's about choosing hey do i want to navigate this with this person is this does this person mean that much to me that i'm willing to navigate these things my um my cousin has been in a relationship um been in an interracial relationship for like eight or some odd years my best friend has been in one for 14 years and there are things that they have to navigate that I don't have to because that is not something that I and and a lot of us you know do um and, and 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 or just have done I don't have to worry about that you know so it's really about okay what what are you willing to navigate with your partner what is it? Is this something that you want to have to talk about? You know, or is this something that you want to, you know, are you going to be able to lay next to this person? And when shit goes down, you know, is that, is this person going to be able to be the best ally they can be for you? You know what I mean? Like it's, and, and what happens when they fall short? How do you correct them? You know, are, 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 do you have the energy? Do you have the energy to talk about these things with them? It's all of that. And a lot of black people saying, you know what? I don't have that. Obviously sure absolutely like of course of course like that is a completely valid opinion to say i don't have it in me to do this i don't have it in me to explain this to you so i'm not even going to take it that far i'm not going to date white men i'm not going to date anyone who's not black whatever it is that is completely valid i get it i understand it and i support that um but also those of us who decide to you know date outside of race or date a white man or just fall in love with someone who happens to be white that's better i think it's better instead of like I date white men instead of that it's like I have fallen for someone who happens to be white and it has nothing to do with black men it has to do with this person who's looking back at me you know what I mean like I can get behind that because I've seen that in my face and I understand it 
and it's still very hard. My best friend and her husband, they have to navigate things still. 2020 was a really hard year. You know, there's a lot of stuff they have to navigate, protests they went to and the conversations they had to have. Um, but yeah, I think whatever floats your boat and pops your tart, um, but I definitely like, I'm all for, you know, people just pushing you to do, you know, to, 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 to make whatever relationship, whatever love, whatever you need to make that work. If it's worth it, then you'll work it. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Listen, there you go. <laughs> anyway, keep going. What else have you missed? I'm going to be talking a lot. What else That's have you That's fine. We got a couple more minutes. So I just want to ask, you know, as you know, I've been seeing, I've been watching, but let's talk. So Coleman. Yeah. Was Domingo, correct? That's it. I always yeah, Domingo. The he's you can currently watch him on Sundays uh on Euphoria. Yes, HBO. So is he he is now is an executive producer? He is an executive producer. That's he, fucking major, Drew. Yeah, like, it's his production company, Edith, Edith Productions, um they reached out and and have been working with like tirelessly with Ellis and Mackay and the other producers to just figure out how to get us to um, the next level. A network um, in the next level, but like trying to get us like on a major network to really bring this show to the people who need to see it. I really see you guys on like, you give me more, you know, how I, and it's funny how I have this thing now where I'm like, I see them on, I see for the boys on HBO max. Okay. I um, see it for us. If that's what it's giving on, sure. I see it on HBO Max and it's giving it's giving very much because I it gives I it's funny because I'm like, oh Issa Rae, get hooray productions, whatever she changed to Issa Rae Productions, get in touch. Something. But Coleman Domingo being a part of that is fucking amazing. And that leads me into my next question. Season two. <laughs> what about season two? You want plot points? Is it confirmed? Is it happening? When do y'all start filming? Is Jamal going to pursue the um? What was the, it? Was the there was the one guy um at the art sh- at the show? Uh, uh, Matthew. Matthew. That was giving me something. I'm like, I, I was like, that's a planet season two situation. Maybe, but also what I feel like it's going, and this is just a fan, you know, chiming yeah, in. I'd love to hear it. I would love for that to be, to happen, right? For Jamal. But yeah. I really want this to be a, see, I want season two to be a um, a self-care, self-love, you know, not kind of reclaiming, reclaiming his time. Yes. Come on, tragic. Let's <laughs> anyways but reclaiming his time but also having fun because i'll tell you what and the reason what made me just think of that and that was just a spur of the moment because that's currently what i'm going through right i'm reclaiming my time after a wasted few months of not even dating someone if you listen anyways y'all if y'all listen to the first episode that i released like last couple weeks ago you'll get what i'm talking about but reclaiming my time on, you know, just trying to navigate dating multiple people again, you know? So I would love for that to be Jamal's um, thing for season two. But like I said, let me, let's, let's have you answer the question, season two. Oh, you're, you're trying to get me in trouble. I absolutely can't answer a single one of those. Um, I know. I knew that. I just, I, I would love to just be like, oh, I knew yeah. you couldn't, but I just had to add that element. Married and has babies and all this no i can't answer a single one of those ellison mccarty will murder me i know um, they would 
and then yeah. they'll come for me and I love them so don't I don't want to I don't want to burn no bridges because listen this is also me shooting my shot I me and another friend he lives he watches the show uh uh shout out to Michael Mikey T King he has his own podcast tales of late bloomer but I, we I put him on to for the boys mm-hmm. and he loves it he interacts with a lot of you guys as well um I was like, let's shoot our shot and we can be the official Porter Boys recap podcast. Boom. Oh my God, like insecurity. Yes. Yeah. Oh shit. Wait. I'm, I'm shooting my shot. Okay. I even so when uh Makai and Ellis were on, I was like, listen, I can act. You know, y'all need me to come to New York. You need to be uh Jamal's cousin. You need an older oh, brother. Or somebody to come in and be like, you want me to fuck this white boy up? Like, yeah, you know, I can channel that. You know, I'm not a hood. You know, I'm not that. You know, I could tap into that. Like, I can tap yeah. into that character because, like, it's just natural for me. But no, um, just shooting multiple shots here because you never know what can happen. But absolutely, putting that in atmosphere. Also, another thing that I would love, I want a destination episode. Like, I want y'all to go to Pride. I want to see y'all on an island or something, like on a beach or something. Like maybe For the Boys takes Atlanta Pride. Maybe For the Boys takes Miami, something, LA. I don't know. I want to see y'all do it. I know that costs, but y'all, you know, we're as well, as the the, the uh, hype continues to build and you guys get that major network deal. Come on. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. No, listen, I cannot confirm or deny whether or not we've talked about that but you know i think it would be really fun i would love to do it um but yeah honestly i think we're working on something really really special for y'all and i I hope and pray that it comes to y'all sooner than later because i really think that y'all are going to enjoy it i really trust trust me trust us it is it would be big it would be really really awesome i trust i trust y'all so y'all that's the only exclusive i can get stay tuned something is coming Stay tuned. Something is coming. Absolutely. That is the best thing that I can say. Okay. And, and, and while you're waiting, go ahead and share for the boys with your mom, your dad, you know, I don't know, bring it up at dinner and, and, you know, give it to your, you know, homophobic, you know, parents or, 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 or siblings or whatever, give it to someone who needs it. Um, give it to someone who needs some healing, just play it in the background, like share it, like it, comment. It's so helpful. Y'all don't understand. I will continue to do my part and be the stand that I am for for <laughs> Thank you. Every time I see somebody say, we need something black and queer, but that's like insecure. And I'm like, well, here's for the boys. CC, right. for the boys. I always say, oh, that's how I always quote, retweet, retweet it. CC, for the boys. For the I just boys. sent it to a friend of mine this week. I was like, you need to get into it. He was like, yeah. I'm going to watch it. I, I'm, I am a stand. Like, Thank you for standing. We need people like you. Shit. Shoot. Shit. Shit. Cuss. Let it out. Yes, you can cuss. This is I really appreciate that because people don't understand. Like, I know I said it before, but like, Ryan, people like you who have kind of like been fans of the show like since the beginning, like y'all um are kind of the backbone of the show because whenever we need support, you know, we know we can count on count on you. Always appreciate you. We really really always like I I knew it was special when I saw it. I can't remember how I came across. And I think I already followed Makai on social media. I saw him share and I was like, what's this? Because I'm always, anytime I can be a, and I don't have a big following. I don't have a big following. But if I, if somebody sees it that has a bigger following, I want that. I want that because you guys deserve to win. Y'all put so much work, hard work into this show. And it is beautiful and it is heartfelt. And I, I am so grateful that something like that exists. That makes me feel 
seen like it just it like I literally like I feel things like I have to sometimes after an episode a couple few episodes I had to sit there and think like thinking of Anthony when he was talking to Raymond about you know like in the church like the church scene um you know praying the gay you know that what episode was that you th- I <sighs> uh, praying the gateway is episode seven for the um uh, that was so powerful what is that for the something boys Oof. oh I should know all of them oops anyway yeah, no but that was beautiful that was powerful um you guys are just you all are just talented and I see so many doors opening for every one of you one of you guys you you all I can't wait it's like I said I always say this for the people that I new talent or new people I come across it's only up from here and I'm so proud to be a fan and a friend because we're friends so and a friend this is the second time in this episode that I've almost cried um, from something you said. So uh, thank you very much. Um, You're very uh, welcome. It means a lot. It means the world. And like things have already started happening for a lot of us. Uh, as I you know. That. But yeah, Chandler is about to graduate college and come up yes. here in Lamont. Um, I, I did a few readings a couple months ago. Lamont um, is on Broadway. You know, Ellis is on the national tour. Makai is like working um, working for Netflix and all this kind of, like it's really, really, you know, just beautiful. Y'all deserve, you all deserve like, ugh. I'm, I'm like I like yeah I'm, I'm so happy I'm so proud of y'all and ending that on this note I always end Ryan out loud this is how I started off my podcast because you know I just ramble a lot yeah. what would you Drew what would you tell your your advice or what would you tell your younger self give to your younger self advice or anything like that oh wow um three it's going to be okay. I would, I would, if I, if I could be in the same room as him, I would grab him and I would just hug him for the longest time. And I would tell him, Hey, like, it's going to be okay. I know it's scary. I know it's lonely. Um, I know that there are times that you feel unlovable, um, but give it some time and you will, you will be surrounded by people who love you exactly the way you are. Wow. And that drew is unstoppable. I love it. I love it. Dude, I love you. Okay. Love you. Thanks, Ryan. Oh, y'all, we got to do this twice. We got to do this twice. I this know. Is- we hoping this is it, but if a oh, third yeah. if it don't work, we'll do it a third time. Like this is period. Just- we'll figure it out. You're both busy, so oh whatever. I have a job. Okay. I have a job. Same. I feel you. Auditioning and going to work. Okay. Sir. I feel it, but that's gonna that's all gonna end because for the boys is gonna have you booked and busy. Okay. Appearances here. Where? What? Period. Okay. I'm trying to be on a movie screens. I'm trying to, you know. I'm reading this script on a Tuesday. I got a film for the boys on Thursday. Boom. We're claiming that. Okay. Period. <laughs> Listen, y'all. Shout out to Drew. Shout out to For the Boys. First of all, again, tell them, tell people where they can follow you on social media. Oh, sure. On all platforms. Mostly, I'm just mostly on Instagram and Twitter and like TikTok if you want to see me do stupid shit. But um, it's just at Drew, B-O-I genius. So Drew Boy Genius with an I instead of a Y. And uh, that's a K, a Y. Um, but yes, Drew Boy Genius. Yeah, that's that's where you can find me. Um, that's where I'll be posting like updates and like whatever's going on be cracking up on twitter doing whatever yeah and follow the for the boys account too yes at for the boys tv on um twitter and for the boys dot series on instagram yes and also you can watch all how many y'all have 10 episodes 10 episodes on youtube slay tv yeah 
Yes. Shout out to for getting us on that. Um, for getting us on that platform, we really appreciate you, Sean. Sean's in LA now, but yeah, like, um, yeah, YouTube and just type in for the boys, and you'll see some really cute faces coming. Yes, up. yes, y'all. Listen, this wraps another beautiful episode of Ryan Out Loud with the Drew Coleman, aka Jamal from my favorite web series for the boys. Until next time, always remember, y'all. Black lives matter. Black queer lives matter. Black trans lives matter. And that's just that on that. Y'all have a beautiful evening, day, whatever you, whenever you decide to listen to it, sending y'all good energy, all that love, all that good stuff. Take care. Bye, everybody.